Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Today, we bask in the light of mustachial greatness. That's the most Halloween theme you're going to get for today's episode. Because <laughs> this was recorded quite a while back. For most 90s kids like me, Val Coomer was that mild-mannered Batman with the hard nipples that breathes kind of weird from Batman Forever. Or maybe he was the coolest cowboy with tuberculosis we'd ever seen in the movie Tombstone. I'm your Huckleberry. But hey, every good actor needs to start somewhere. And that start for Kilmer was in 1984's action comedy Top Secret, where he plays a sort of parody version of Elvis Presley, except his name is Nick Rivers. And he finds himself in quite the international predicament. We are honoring the legendary actor Omar Sharif, who hilariously portrays Agent Cedric, and the mustache of Billy J. Mitchell, who plays Martin, the agent that has to deal with Nick Rivers' hijinks and bullshit. I brought on the homie Tim Yobo, who I can't remember if he saw this in the theater or not, but he was more familiar with it than I was. I always bring him in if it's an older movie, because he's an old man. And we try to discuss the... <laughs> The many, many bits throughout this film. It's a lot coming at you. It's just, it's, it's a, these old spoof movies, it's just sort of spitfire comedy. It's like, oh, you know, if we throw enough in there, one of them's got to stick. Anyway, you got to love it. Let's head to the East German Cultural Festival. Get the German people moving those hips with our rendition of Tutti Fruity. Partner with the French Resistance and get in the best underwater bar fight. Okay, well, maybe the only underwater bar fight ever filmed. <laughs> Because we're in the eighties we're the eighties spoof comedy, baby, and we are basically in a goddamn cartoon world, so who gives a shit? Now play that shit theme song. It's the most podcast you we're ready for the show. We'll watch moves, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Now gaining the legendary hairy upper lips. It's the mustache What is up? It is your host of the Pistachio Podcastio, Daniel J. Segura. You know what's funny? How many podcasts I've heard that don't, they don't give their name. They just start going. And I think I did that last episode for the first time in the entire whole time I've been doing this podcast. I think I forgot to introduce myself. But it, and it annoyed me because it annoys me when other podcasts don't say who the fuck they are. I'm like, how? Who, how are you supposed to, you know, I'm, I'm, I got to listen to you, but I don't even know your name. I don't know, whatever. So today, <laughs> I'm definitely hungover, everybody. Uh, it's, it's been a rough one. Um, I, I forgot that I, I remember telling myself, don't schedule recordings on Saturdays. But this is, this is here. Well, and I had already moved this a couple of times. I wasn't going to let one of my best buds down. His name is Tim Yobo. Y'all know who the fuck he is. Ah, everyone claps. <laughs> Thank you very much. I like how you give your audience such little credit that they tune into the Mustachio Podcastio and they're like, who is this guy? <laughs> how do I find out what his name is? I love this podcast so much, but he didn't say what his name is. So how will I ever find this again? <laughs> it's just always annoyed me. I don't know, man. But I, 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 I don't know what happened. I think I was a little tipsy tipsy uh, in that last recording with Robbie. And I think I just we just started going. But uh, you know that how it goes. <laughs> Tortilla soup and alcohol, they don't mix, right? <laughs> they go pretty well together, actually. 
It's not bad at all. Um, all right. So today we are honoring the legendary Omar Sharif, who plays Agent Cedric, and Billy J. Mitchell as well, who plays Martin and might be one of my favorite characters in the whole film. <laughs> Which one is he? He's the guy that uh, he's the uh, Nick's agent. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I thought he was hilarious. Um, I'll say right away, just to kick things off, I'd never seen Top Secret. I've, I, I, I knew that it was Val Kilmer's first film, and it was always on my list to check it out and give it a watch. I just never had the chance, and I, was, I, I looked it up for some reason. I don't know if I was looking up Val Kilmer shit or something. And I was looking through the cast and like, hey, maybe there's a mustache. And there was a couple of mustaches. Uh, yeah, Omar Sharif. Who is legendary, legendary. The mustache that made your mother's and grandmother's wet. <laughs> that is such a statement. <laughs> Come on, it's true. It's Dr. Zhivago. Yeah, you know, and I need to catch I w- would like to watch way more of his uh, early films. I, I feel like this dude is uh, – was it was – because it, um, I don't know a lot of his filmography other than, you know, the, the big hits. But uh, was he known for being in comedy movies or was he no, more – No, I don't think so. I think he was – I think that's why he they put him here kind of like against uh, type. Because mm. when you see him, you're going, oh, that's Dr. Zhivago. He's going to be nice and suave and smooth. And yeah. Look what happens. <laughs> well, I think that's what's kind of amazing. Um, it's, you know, Val Kilmer has not done a lot of comedy. And this this whole film has a bunch of characters. And I think it was really genius uh, for whoever did the casting to find a bunch of actors that really are more known as serious actors. And Val Kilmer wasn't known as anything. But I can't believe this is his first movie. It's crazy. It's crazy. He just I thought had, it was perfect. He's just that star written all over him right from he the does. fucking beginning. Jesus Christ, he's good looking. I was like, God damn it, man. This guy's good looking. Hair. He can sing. He can dance. He's got comedy timing, right? That's not easy. He, he can fight underwater. <laughs> They're like, who are you, kid? He's like, I, you don't know me, but I can hold my breath for three and a half minutes. So let's go. You got the job. <laughs> <laughs> James Cameron, you hack. Yeah, I will say uh, this. So... This being my first watch, um, I took no notes because when it comes to these spoof comedies or whatever you want to call them, where it's pretty much a gag every fucking 45 seconds. Yeah, basically every 45 seconds. I can't. It's too spastic and I end up having to keep pausing and shit because there's jokes and jokes and jokes. So I just watched the bitch. I just saw it this morning. I just Uh, finished watching it again this morning, too. It was so much fun. I saw it with my with my brother, who's eleven years older than me. Uh, <laughs> Did you go to the movies and see it? <laughs> yeah, everyone cheers. It's a blue collar movie. <laughs> uh, a little throwback for y'all. Um, and uh, I saw, and my mom was there too. She she was watching it. And my mom is the way you are with children's films. It is. It, she's just like this is so silly and stupid. Like she doesn't like. <laughs> she doesn't like any of the gags. Yeah, but when you see who produced this movie, you know what you're getting. When you yeah. saw the trailer for this, you knew as soon as you saw that German soldier fall over and shatter into a million pieces <laughs> in the trailer, you know what you're gonna see. It's oh from the people God. who brought you airplane. Mm-hmm. And uh this one, you know, I've I've seen airplane, and I think airplane's probably a little bit better, but I kind of like the the nuance and the sort of dryness of, of Top Secret. I actually had a really good time um watching it. Um, and I can't, I'm not even sure rating wise. I haven't even thought about it. Cause I literally just finished watching it 30 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So, 
but I got to think about it. I think about mustache with this motherfucker. Yeah, I think about a mustache. So what mm. is what was when did you did you see this in the theater or is this something I didn't you see this later? in the theater. I remember renting it on a VHS. Yeah, and this is one I watched multiple multiple times because that cow scene gave me funny feelings. So I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Is that possible? Can your dick fit into a cow's udder? Then I guess the British cock. I don't know. No, the guy's rocking ten inches. Oh, that's right. He was. Oh, wait, is that metric? Yeah. Oh shit, we didn't see what side of the rule she was using. Yeah. And chocolate mousse was standing right there. She could have measured the wrong cock. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so, Dutant, so... <laughs> croissant, chocolate mousse. <laughs> the names are so ridiculous, dude. <laughs> Deja vu. Oh, it's good shit. Um, so you saw this uh, renting it at VHS, and I feel like that's probably, I think, a lot of people's experience with it. I mean, because it made a little bit of money, but it really it wasn't a hit. You know, I'm surprised too. Because what year did this come out in? I think it was 82 or something. So it's not that far behind Airplane 1 and 2, right? They were all oh. big hits. Oh, 84. 84. 84. So, yeah. And there'd been a lot of movies like this, you know, but there were still more. Well, yeah. Airplane up. ripped the Airplane made that whole thing stake off. Yeah. yeah. Scary uh, no movie, you hack. <laughs> right? I feel like it, I feel like that the time of, of spoof comedy or whatever parody is is over. Like, you can't make money do it unless it's a straight to streaming. Hey, fellow truth seekers, I'm Justin. And I'm Brandy. And together, we'll be your guides on this spine tingling journey through the unknown. We dive headfirst into the eerie realms of cryptids, from Bigfoot to Loch Ness Monster. And hold on tight, because we'll explore spine chilling encounters with extraterrestrial beings and UFO sightings that will leave you questioning what's really out there. Beyond the Shadows is not your average paranormal podcast. Our goal is simple. To shed light on the shadows that haunt our world and confront the unexplained with an open mind. And for the skeptics, don't worry, we have something for you too. Our conspiracy theories will challenge your beliefs and make you question everything. So, if you're fascinated by the paranormal, yearn for chilling true crime stories, or crave the adrenaline rush of uncovering conspiracies, join us on this hair-raising adventure as we journey beyond the shadows. You know, know, I bet you they. I bet you if the Wayans made another scary movie, because they're the ones who produced the scary movies, right? Yes. Okay. I bet you it. I bet you it would play because they haven't done it for a while. So there's a ton of more shit they can do now. All the Conjuring movies, the fucking Insidious, (laughs) all that stuff, right? The Nun. That nun's getting fucked, or she's fucking somebody, (laughs) guaranteed. (laughs) She's the devil's whore. But yeah, you just don't you don't really see those as much anymore. And, and you know, I don't know if there's a, quite an audience for it. I feel like it's kind of boomer humor a lot of it. Um, but I I still thought I liked how kind of clever some of these bits were and gags and shit. I, and I like that yeah, kind of you know it's not it's not obvious shit. Some of it it's kind of like you got to kind of really be paying attention. Some of the things are a little bit subtle. Some of the things they hit you over the head with. But I think just like with airplane or with any movie that you're going to have where it's a joke every minute, some of them are going to hit, some of them are going to miss. But I think for the most part, there's more hits in this one than there are misses. There are um, just the way. <laughs> Just the way it kicked off, where all of a sudden it's just two guys who not you've not been introduced to, and they're fighting on a train. You don't need an introduction, Omar Sharif. Come on, and the <laughs> other guy's a Nazi. What do you need to know about his backstory? Get a tough life. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, and I don't even I don't even know that much about East Germany. I was it was a kind of a it was a communist um, yeah, nation at the time. World War Two, uh, Russia took over the East, and we took the West. So you had East Berlin, West Berlin, which I think they make a mistake on the map. I'm not even sure because I saw it real quick and then I didn't even realize it. I think they just have Berlin like in the middle of East Germany on the map. Ah, uh, yeah, they probably did fuck that up. Yeah, yeah you know. Am I going to bitch like the fucking assholes are going to see Oppenheimer and going, hey, there, were, were, there weren't 50 stars on the map when he blew up the fucking bomb. <laughs> There's People always got to be that guy. That. Yeah. It's always that guy. But... Yes, it, I'm kind of that guy. So I you are kind of that guy, that yeah. <laughs> Those salt shakers weren't invented until 1973. Why is he using them? Yeah, yours are more mundane though. It'd be like they didn't use a toothbrush with like you know like it'd be. A <laughs> uh, yeah, so I did like I did dig that this movie just sort of gets going right away. It's a quick ninety minute, I think, uh, film. So yeah, it, it and you got like quick. three musical breaks in it too, right? So yeah, three musical breaks, all sang by Val Kilmer himself, which is really great. Like doing his first Elvis impression. I wonder if this got him true romance. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the guy, I mean, when he's in his tux and he's talk, like talking to uh, what's her face? Um, he the French chick, yeah, the French chick. Like, he is, I'm like, I can see how he was gonna, they could see him as a Bruce Wayne, uh, exactly. This guy and the Saints, too, right? This guy, yeah. he dresses up real fucking nice Oof. and regular clothes, he looks good. But like I said, it's, I'm really surprised this is his first movie because Jesus Christ, he just, when you just see him, that's it, you just know this guy's gonna be big. Yeah, you, you right away. And it's so funny because the way his career changed so much, like you would have never thought his first film was this goofy comedy film. Wasn't he in like a weird science type movie or something? Yeah, um, shit, Real Genius, I think. Real Genius, yeah. Oh, the thing with the fucking uh, the space laser Yeah, and the yeah. popcorn, right? Yeah. Watch out, Marjorie Taylor Greene. It's just a regular space laser blowing up popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, he, he just he became this like um who which I think he had a a reputation but I don't really think he was really that bad to work with. Uh know? See, I I'm wondering if he was like this if he was that bad like forever. Like right off the bat, he was just one of those people who are going to be difficult to work with cuz you know, <laughs> my glasses. Or that, like, as he became more popular and more famous. Because I remember just that story from that fucking remake of The Island of Dr. Monroe. Yeah, that Monroe, looked... Monroe, whatever. The Island of Dr. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> that... He was just having a dick off with fucking, uh, I was going to say Orson Welles, but I mean Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, the yeah. Two fat guys, yeah. Yeah, two fat guys, two fat drunks. <laughs> Put those two in a movie together. Holy shit, I want to see them do a wine commercial. <laughs> Oh my god, the Doughboys! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that, I think that film was just cursed, to be quite honest. And by the way, who likes who wants to film out in the fucking jungle, man? I would be in a bad fucking mood too. Yeah, but again, dudes, you knew what you fucking signed up for. You saw where the call sheet was, right? Yeah, true. And you're probably doing it because you want to work with Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando's doing it because they're going to let him do whatever the fuck he wants, and they're going to pay exactly. him a lot of money for it. So. His character in that film is fucking hilarious. When he has all that white paste on his face. The bucket on his head because he was cold. Yeah. He wants he wants that little person in the movie because yeah. why not? I like him. 
For the longest time, I thought that was Wang Wang, but it wasn't. So did I, yeah. But uh, this guy, uh, that guy can act better. Yeah, yeah, he can. He's slower, though. Wang Wang's got moves. Uh, that guy That's is true, light yeah. on his feet. Little yeah, ninja still, man. I can kick his ass in a fight. Yeah, that's why I never, I never liked the. Well, I like them, but that's why I, I never understood the Chucky films. I'm like, that's just like, just kick him. Anything that I can pick up and throw away or put in a microwave oven, that's it. It's done. <laughs> Although trilogy of terror torture, putting that devil doll in the microwave doesn't do anything. It just gets it possessed. But uh, you're right with the Chucky thing because I always hate when I see kids doing karate in movies and beating up adults because I'm like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Oh, like three ninjas? Yeah. Or something like that? Just pick up, I'd have all three ninjas swinging off my fucking arms. I'd do a helicopter and just throw them <laughs> off a fucking roof or something. <laughs> yeah, I think that's why Home Alone made sense, because he was using traps. He never physically interacted with uh, the... I saw somebody rock. posted on Twitter the other day, or maybe it's called X by now. Who knows? Uh, that they pointed out, because I watched that movie a couple of times. Not, my, not one of my favorite movies, but a movie like if it's on, I'll watch it a little bit. Is that he could have called the cops at any point. Yes. Yeah. No, he likes the torture. He yeah. likes to do it. He's he's that That's why he's a survivor, because he's as sick as the, the burglars. What do you mean that's why he's a survivor? You got to be kind of crazy to survive in intense situations. I think it's true. I think you got to be a little bit fucked up. Just a little. Yeah. Just when I read that, I was like, yeah, wait a second. Yeah, that kid could have called the cops anytime. It wasn't like his parents did it on purpose, right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. I think that's why he was so good in The Good Son. I just figured that was still Kevin yeah. McAllister, and he got adopted because his parents were so neglectful. <laughs> <and> <laughs> left him, and then he tried to kill uh, Frodo. <laughs> wow, holy shit, look at this. 84, top secret. 85, real genius. 86, top gun. 88, Willow. 89, Kill Me Again. Then The Doors. Wow. Tombstone, True Romance, Batman Forever, Heat. Holy fuck. It's a crazy man, dude. 80s, 90s Val Kilmer. That dude was, I can see why he was so Oh my God. He's in the movie called The Prince of Egypt. He plays Moses slash God. The voice. (laughs) He plays the voice of Moses and God. (laughs) That's, you know, you're awesome. And they make you Moses and God. And Wonderland. Oh, that's right. I forgot. That's a great movie. I haven't seen. I haven't seen that one. I gotta check it Dude, out. That's a fucking John Holmes movie. The story of uh, the murders at the fucking. Uh, <clears throat> you remember Boogie Nights, right? Yes. The scene where they go to rob. That's fuck. That's straight up out of the fucking John Holmes story. Oh, see, I gotta watch it. I think. Yeah, I think I remember Mike telling me about that one. Oh yeah, no, he's really fucking good at it. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. Maybe I'll give it a watch this week. There's a couple of mustaches in that. I think. Uh, yeah, you know who's in it? Uh, the guy who played um, the killer in Silence of the Lamb, James Gunn. He's one of the cops, and I'm pretty sure he has a mustache. Uh, right. yeah, I do, I so do like him. So we're going to be recording him. two shows after this. Mm, right. Was she a great big mm. fat person? Yeah, <laughs> 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 Was he a great big fat dick? <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, Val Kilmer definitely. And it's crazy that Top Gun was just a few years later because he looks like a whole different person in that film. Like, it's like he became like a man man at that point. But I think he worked out more. He got a little bit bigger because in this movie, he's. Yeah, is I think in that one, you got to get a little sharp. Got a little bit. Would say. Yeah, put a little beef on the muscles. But uh, he's yeah, great. And he's great. Yeah. <laughs> get, get him nice and glazed. Yeah, that movie does make me hard, dude. That movie is. Oof. 
God damn it. <sighs> Makes so me wish I was gay. That was enough for me. I know, man. I, uh, goose dying still still pulls my heartstrings. You know, I was. This is how much I remember it because I was shocked when I found that out in the second one, the one that just came out, that the guy's yeah. father died. I'm like, what? Yeah, I <laughs> guess forgot. so. I don't know. Oh, you really did just see it one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never a big Tom Cruise fan. The only things I ever liked them, and I liked them in. Surprisingly, I uh, liked them in Interview with the Vampire. Oh. And I remember when I read that he was going to be, and I was like, what the fuck? That was wild. Yeah. And uh, Magnolia. You can't beat him in Magnolia. That's, I think, his best acting job ever. And that last Top Gun movie was pretty good. The Mission Impossible movies are good for action and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got that crazy-ass religion thing. And Oh, yeah. No, the guy's insane. But I think he is one of the last real Hollywood stars. Like... Now everyone's so generic and like everyone just looks the same and like he is one of those last where he can do anything. It doesn't have to be an action film. He could do anything and the guy people are gonna go watch it. Hmm. There's not really yeah, that many actors left that can Tropic do that. Thunder, right? Yeah. You go from Tropic Thunder to doing Magnolia. Yeah. It almost makes you believe in like that maybe Scientology uh does, does no does no 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 <laughs> no not no, in the no. sense of like it's you know a religion that makes any sense whatsoever. It's obviously a cult, but having the support of of Scientology because he's probably like one of their most renowned um, followers or whatever. Oh yeah, he gets whatever he wants. He free. I remember whatever. hearing that like they yeah. they built a fucking house for him, like in like yeah, three damn. weeks in the middle of the fucking woods because he was supposed to be coming in to stay there for like two weeks and shit like that. So if that if I was in a religion and they would treat me like that, I'd be jumping up and down on fucking Oprah's couch too. Yeah, yeah. I think it, they're like, why can't you know? They tell John Travolta like they used to tell John Travolta, why can't you be more like Tom? Hmm. <laughs> You're well. He up. was their first big get. He was. He was. Man, but, but he was quiet about it. Tom Cruise is the mouthpiece of it because Tom Cruise has got more charisma, and by that time, quite frankly, Tom Cruise was a much made. Way, way bigger, bigger actor yeah, and draw than John Travolta was. Yeah, John Travolta is sort of—he's got quite the roller coaster of a career. <sighs> he Talk does about blowing it after fucking Pulp Fiction <laughs> brings you back, man. That's yeah, he found a way. <laughs> there's a will. There's Burt a Reynolds, way. the same thing, right? He got the uh, booking nights, brought him back. <clears throat> Sorry, and then he did a bunch of fucking stupid ass movies after that. And he didn't want to be in Boogie Nights. Yep. Fell ass backwards into that one. Mm-hmm. Still blows my mind. Blows my mind. Hillary. That, that's the name of the, the female protagonist. Hillary. Oh, I saw this. You know, if they fucking announced that thing about she with the breasts that defy gravity, she would have fucking won president. She would have beat Trump. <laughs> this one grabs him by the pussy. But look at my tits. They're staying up all the time. Right? You want to she is the only... <laughs> Hot female in this entire film, and let me tell you, I was okay with that. She is. Uh, this movie gave me a thing for French chicks. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think she's actually British. I think she's just making up that accent. I could be wrong, I but when I watched it, I didn't know that at the time, and I wasn't like, <laughs> you know, I wasn't thinking. Wait a second, this erection should go away because she's putting on an accent. <laughs> I'm sending my erection to the wrong direction. <laughs> I need to be hitting the island. Mm-hmm. My <laughs> erection says, "Speak English." <laughs> speak, speak the Queen's English. 
But yeah, she's gorgeous. It's too bad she had a very short career. I think I only saw she did like five films and, and retired in the 90s, early 90s. So like, I, th- I thought she was good. She was a good like straight character, you know, like she she didn't really do. She looks great in that fucking sweater. Yeah, she does. She makes a especially at the end when those headlights light up too. I was looking yeah. at it. I was like, "Wait a second, is she pregnant? Did she get pregnant between <laughs> scenes? Because her bosom really filled out, and then all of a sudden they just like light up." Yeah, she can. I mean, when you can make a brown shit colored sweater look hot, you are mm-hmm. one fine damsel with the big in fucking Santa Claus belt around it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I thought she had back issues. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> she was doing heavy lifting. On yeah, the it was one of those belts. I was like, what the fuck, dude? She's like 25. But um, she's awesome. I loved her character. Um, and like I said, I love Martin. I love the agent guy. He's so funny. Um, the guy who plays the head Nazi, too. I've seen him in a ton of things. Also. He was in a lot of stuff. He has that face, man. He has a great Bad Nazi face. face, yeah. He has got Nazi face. Resting Nazi face. When if he gets punched a lot in the face walking down the street? <laughs> People just punch him right away. Especially in England, yeah. <laughs> and I like I don't I don't know why, but I always like these uh British kind of productions because this was mostly a bunch of British people. Um uh-huh. I wouldn't be surprised if it was also filmed in somewhere in the UK. I don't know. Uh I mean, I well they got that castle thing, right? Yeah. You don't usually find too many castles like that here in America. Yeah, that was they probably filmed out there. Um, looking it up right now. David filmed Zucker. in the Philippines. Are you making that up, or you looked that? Up? I'm making it up because <laughs> I would genuinely believe that. I could have just, oh, I could have just like oh, <laughs> gaslit you. Yeah, it's made in the Philippines, man. That's where they found all those extras, old expats. Oh God, I love those seventies. Philippines films, those really cheap, but low budget shithole films. I love the closest them. thing you're going to get to a snuff film is seeing any action movie made in the Philippines. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, you want to hang somebody out of a helicopter by their feet and <laughs> drag their head across a tree? Go ahead. Imelda, Imelda needs some new shoes. <laughs> I still go back to Wonder Women. I like I like that movie. It's fun. I got to talk about that on the bed and I had a jolly good time. No, there was a time there. Yeah, somebody should release that. There should be a box set of like all the Filipino right. action movies, right? Fuck it can't yeah. be expensive to buy the rights for that. Bleep this out, Daniel. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it, Elon Musk. Let's take somebody else's work, slap our name on it, and take credit for it. But but make way less money. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yeah, I mean, it could it could catch on. You know, if you can get someone on TikTok to talk about it, it, it could catch on. You're a big TikTok guy, so you can do it, right? I'm on it a lot, but I I do want to start doing podcastio stuff on TikTok. So I, I got to start doing that soon. Aren't you getting ready to age out on TikTok? You getting like a you're gonna be like Logan's Run on TikTok. You're too old to be on that shit, <laughs> right? No, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. There are definitely a lot of uh, I don't know millennials, older millennials that are on there that are. It's usually comedy stuff because yeah. young people are too. Or it's a bunch of old uh, Karens on TikTok. That too, yeah, a lot of Karens. Yeah, or you're like there was some... a TikTok thing that you put in the Discord the other day, and I looked at it, and you know, like how they do the TikTok, and then like they'll show you like five second clips of the next ones. Yeah. And this fucking lady starts going off on trans people, and I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I like this not... in the first five seconds, lady. Calm down. <laughs> then it's get to some cat like throwing himself off a fucking bed or something like that. So, Those videos are short. Time. You got to get to the point quick. <laughs> you don't have time for nuance. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, so <laughs> uh, this, what's your, because, you know, we can't, we don't have time to go over. The, all the gags in this film. No. Can you give the listeners uh, the basic plot of this film? I feel like you'd be able to pull it off pretty well. Uh, well I, <laughs> it's a pretty loose plot. I can't figure out what time this is supposed to be taking Me place. Me either, because right? all the music is like 50s. Oh my god, first of all, hold on a second. How the fuck are the Beach Boys not suing this fucking movie? Because that opening montage, because he's doing a song called uh, Skeet, Skeet uh, Surfing, right? Skeet Surfing. Which is a combination of surfing and skeet shooting, <laughs> and including B fifty two planes out of the skies and hang gliders. Right, there's a hang glider, wasn't yes. there? Yes. So hang gliding wasn't a thing in the fifties or the sixties. Well, maybe the sixties. Maybe the sixties, but I yeah, think the hang gliding thing took off like the seventies, right? It does feel like it, it's in its own universe because kind of reminds me of like Batman films where the cars look like they're from the thirties, but then people are using phone, the cell phones. Eh, well, no, I so see you can get away with this. It's in East Germany. Right. So yeah. they're always like 20 years behind. Right. Yeah. Cause all the like, cars. You go to Cuba, you see all those fucking 1950s cars around. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of but what the way get free healthcare. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'll crank a car for free healthcare. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? Man? It's good okay. for the shoulders. Cranking that car is good for your cardio. Yeah, dude. Um, actually, I shouldn't joke about that. I think my uh, grandfather—I never got to meet him, but I think he had a heart attack pushing a car. <laughs> so. Oh my god! All right, oh, that, wait, way to bring down the show, Daniel. Yeah, right. you know. Now let's I'm talk a, about some comedy. Yeah, I'm hungover, man. Give me a break. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, yeah you're so right. What is it? That, I don't know what uh, time they're trying. Oh, they're trying to cause some kind of distraction, right? I guess. Oh shit! This is a false flag. Yeah. Because they're trying to blow up something or do something. They're trying I don't know to what blow... this plot is with fucking Alfred fucking uh, from Batman. That is so cool. Watch that guy. He's like, who the fuck is that guy? And I looked him up. He's like, that's just fucking that's Alfred. Alfred. Yeah, yeah, I tripped out. Like, what are the odds that him and Val Kilmer work together? Holy like... fuck, that's right. Yeah, he was Alfred in all the movies. Yeah, because he so he worked with them on Batman Forever. Who? What are the odds that they would work again? Wow, it's so yeah. weird. That that guy, that actor, he stayed looking sixty five for like thirty years. That's why I was like, I know who this guy is, but he, yeah, he looks like about like maybe five years younger than when we see Alfred for the first time. <laughs> That's in ninety five, and this is eighty four. <laughs> so ten years. Jeez, he just—it's so weird, man. I don't know how the fuck that guy just stays looking. Yeah, the... That might be a good thing because, right, you're looking the same for like thirty or forty years. You don't have to update yeah. your headshot. That's true. That's true. Uh, Michael. Go, I think, or Gal, Mike, Michael, Gal, Gown, something like that. Yeah. yeah, Gal, but yeah, I love that guy. He is awesome. He plays the scientist. He's the the father. Yeah, they kidnap him because he can invent some kind of mine that, like, a, metallically attaches itself to submarines or pulls submarines to it. Yeah. But he's also making a nuclear bomb. Yes. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, he invented a way to take all the salt out of seawater, so the whole world could have fresh water. Yes. And, and I'm like, uh, you know what? Hey, you know what, Germany? You stupid fucking communist. If it wasn't for all your fucking bureaucracy and nepotism, getting your fucking the wrong assholes in the position, you could make a lot more money selling the fucking world clean water. Right? No kidding. They're so stupid, man. But I love that Nick's character after hearing that, he goes, 
wow, everyone's going to have so much salt. Yeah, they'll never <laughs> run out of salt. He doesn't even think about the fact that, like, well, where do you put water. all that salt? <laughs> I don't know. You throw yeah. it on some pork and uh, so cure it. French fries, yeah. Something yeah. McDonald's. They like that shit. A lot of German jokes, uh, a lot of really low ball German jokes, no pun intended, because they talk about how much they love pork balls and flaming pork balls. Yeah, flaming a lot of pork pig balls. stuff. I don't a lot know. Of Germans stuff. like eat. Like, I guess is that was favorite the thing. thing. All the fucking crazy pig parts. Well, I know they like, you know, sausages and shit. So, I mean, that's yeah, very pig related. Sausage, they're hiding it a little bit, right? <laughs> yeah, let's put this in dick form. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, true, yes, and wrap a condom around it too. A condom around it. Thinly veiled condom, <laughs> so thin you you you'll feel like the real thing. But but yeah, it's insane. All these German jokes. Um, I like the whole kind of fish out of like is it fish out of water? Is that the cliche? But like having like he's this young American guy. He's He's in East Germany, but he's so naive and young and full of himself. He doesn't really give a shit. He's like, well, yeah, because he's supposed to be Elvis, right? Yeah, he's basically like Elvis. Elvis and the Beatles, and I guess the Beach Boys because of the, the ripoffs of the songs and all that other yeah. stuff. And then Little Richard with Tutti Fruity, right? <laughs> did they? There was a white singer that that did really cover Tutti Fruity, and it was like I, a Daniel, lame version of Daniel, it. Daniel, I'm 100% sure that if you go on Amazon or Apple or Spotify, <laughs> whatever the fuck, title. Does anybody use title? I don't know. Whatever. There's a million white guy covers of black people songs because <clears throat> yeah. my grandma's going to listen to Tutti Fruity by Frank Sinatra and Mel Tome. She's not going <laughs> to listen to by Little Richard. <laughs> Yo, he he gyrates his hips too much. You know, it's... Yeah. I like Mel Tome. He's going to break his hips so he can't move him. <laughs> he has to stay steady as fuck. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah. So Val Kilmer basically plays Elvis and he's brought in to perform at a festival that will distract. It's going to be aired all over the world. It's supposed to distract everyone, including the government. I guess the government loves this Nick guy. He's a famous singer. And yeah, because all the NATO the submarines are all going to be lined up in a row going past. <laughs> Germany yeah. at the time of the concert, and they're going to use the concert as a diversion for blowing up all the NATO submarines or something like that. Some shit like that. Yeah. Right it doesn't really matter. Something. Yeah. Look, they're Nazis. We don't need a big story why yeah. we've got to stop them, right? Fuck yeah. It. Yeah. Just who cares what their ideas are? It's a very uh, James Bond spoof, too. You know, a lot of. The... Well, yeah, because you got Omar Sharif doing the thing. My favorite, <laughs> one of my favorite bits at the beginning was the guy with. Pranks, magic tricks, or whatever the fuck it is, the blind guy. Yeah, yeah. He keeps, they're trying to stay undercover and talk, but every time someone walks by, he's, he's, he's bringing out these little prank toys. Smell my flower. <laughs> Hits Omar Sharif in the face with fucking ink. Oh, man. My favorite thing is he walks away, he goes, Wait a second, you forgot your fake dog poop. And he goes, What fake dog poop? <laughs> Omar Sharif's face is perfect. He, dude, his comedic timing was really freaking good. I was bummed that he it, left yeah. the film. I think I think he just got tired. I think he was like, "Ah, you're putting me in a fucking car now." I yeah, I'm in the fucking suitcase. Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. The practical effects are actually pretty impressive. Like the the cow thing, the him in the car is so fucking cool. The car thing is it, it's really good the way that they do it for real. I. I Hats off to that visual trick on it because it really looks like he's fucking in this little smash car. 
<laughs> yeah, and I love the whole thing. He's kind of walking around. Somehow he walked from that fucking car place, the, the junkyard, <laughs> all the way to this hotel in this little car compartment. Because uh, they're trying to kill him. They're basically trying to assassinate him, and he gets in a junkyard. And he was supposed to go meet up with somebody or something. And then, yeah, they... what, when you, I just thought about it right now, what's his purpose in the movie? I think he's he's work. I think maybe he's working with the French. Uh, yeah, rep. he's working with the. And here's the other thing too. I I realized this halfway through the movie. They're in Germany, and there's the French resistance <laughs> in <Yeah>. Germany. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They're in Germany. It's yeah. a cliche. So it's that's, a how cliche. You, that's how you get the deja vu and croissant and detente and all those other thoughts. Yeah. I like all the different names. I like the one guy. Ah, shit. I forget what his. It's, I think it's like toilet, but for in France, but toilet but in French. Yeah. I forget. But, toilet. Yeah. And, um, the the He's main the cheaper guy. version yes yeah and he keeps calling him <laughs> this guy always comes basically one of the french guys always comes in and he's all bloody every time <laughs> like he looks like he's been through some oh shit. that's right the guy at the end yeah, yeah. you know they missed a great scene because at the end of the movie where they got him standing up in that stretcher right oh yes, I yeah i thought that they were gonna fucking turn the plane on he was gonna get sucked into the propeller or something like that <laughs> right at the end right before he almost gets out oh i like him a though great, yeah i didn't want him to die i would be kind of sad but that is funny, though. I do, you can't even remember is. the guy's name. I know, but I just remember liking him. Leave me alone. There's a lot of fucking names in this film. Duquois. I think his names, name was um, Duquois or something like that. Because it's all French, too. It's hard to You're right. Me. It might be Duquois, yeah. I think it is Duquois. And uh, yeah. Deja Vu is actually played by um, Jim Carter, who's the butler in I Mountain Abbey. Him. Yeah. That was cool Wait, to see on, him Let all me young. repeat that joke. I thought I recognized him. You're so stupid. <laughs> so let's talk about. Wait, you yeah. watched Downtown Abbey? I I didn't finish it, but I was really into it. I think I saw like the first three or four seasons, and I Were liked. You it. watching that with a chick or like what? You just watched that on your own? I watched it with the chick, and then we broke up, and I continued. I I got into. Wow, it. That's... I like as a you know a trash person that grew up in, in the ghetto <laughs> i really i like seeing how you like watching a bunch of people who made you grow up in the ghetto basically <laughs> <laughs> i'm curious it's interesting to see it because that's not a life i would have ever had so it's kind of interesting to see that wow, and then you get crazy. into the dynamics i remember i lived with a chick well i can't call her a chick because she's older than me i lived with a chicken <laughs> you mean a cow <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she ended up making me pretty much watch Friends because she Ooh. watched it all the goddamn time. Yeah. And as soon as I broke up with her, I never watched Friends again. <laughs> I stopped that shit right there. I don't care what happens to Rachel and Ross. My ex-wife loved Friends, and I will say I liked it when it was the guys and there was a guys episode where it was like Joey and Chandler doing some kind of hijinks. Those are kind of funny. But I think yes, I romantic Joey and, and Chandler were the best part of that the show. Ross part. is Ross has the his biggest moments, fucking but... asshole in the world. And go on YouTube or TikTok, he's or a simp, it is, yeah. and search for "Friends Without the Laugh Track." Oh, I know it's cringy. Yes, yeah. Oh, but I think Christ. you could do that at Seinfeld, and it would be cringy too. 
No, 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 no. I don't think so. I think it's just, especially the raw scenes and stuff like that, where he's like supposed to be like extra crazy about Rachel and shit like that. That, like, if you listen, if you watch that today with like, you know, like a real eye, you'd be like, this guy's a fucking stalker in the. Well, he seems creepy as fuck, especially the early episodes where he's so into her, but he can't really like put the words together and he gets all nervous. You think he was fucking that monkey calling it Rachel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there was the put a little lot Rachel wig on that monkey. <laughs> <laughs> like Ross, what do you have? Like twelve jars of Jif. <laughs> monkey really likes it. Why is it Jif got bananas in it? <laughs> Why? What's this? This is giant holes in this Jif. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's interesting. <laughs> Are there? Is there's not a monkey in this film? Is there? I'm shocked. There's not. No. The 80s was monkey time. Man, there's monkey. If you could fit a monkey in a film, you were doing it back then. That's true, yeah. Monkeys yeah, monkeys. Fun. What happened to them in movies? What happened? Hey, Peter just ruins everything, man. Peter ruins it. They're well, just... no, the last one. Well, no, well, that's not exactly a monkey. That's a chimp in uh, Nope, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's a chimp. Mm. I think chimps, um, because a lot of them get rescued, I think you could probably use them responsibly for films, even though they can rip your face off. Yeah, it, it, that might be a thing too, right? Because whenever I see like old movies, like people like just willy nilly holding, handing chimps right close yeah. to the face, I'm like, Lucia Ball didn't realize how close she had. She had her face almost ripped off, right? All those like early Carson Tonight shows where they would bring animals in. I'm shocked nobody got hurt. Like they were bringing in all kinds of crazy ass creatures and shit. Come on, that's Johnny Carson. You're taking the fucking, you're capping that tiger's teeth before he gets anywhere near <laughs> Carson. Capping his teeth. He's got like these, like, yeah, they just put rubber all over his mouth and just coat it. Just get a bunch of wine corks, stick it on the fucking tiger's teeth. That's it. Can't do anything, and it make a I, great picture. I feel like that would still hurt, though, man. Those jaws are pretty strong. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Right. But you probably wouldn't die. Maybe you know, just get a little bruise, you know, something like that. But yeah, no animals in this. I don't think. Uh, oh, well, we never mind. We do have a really well trained cow. Yo, that, that cow, cow can act, and wow, he could do fucking voice the impersonations that cow does. <laughs> that cow can speak in a French accent. That fucking first of all, hold on. Can we talk about fucking British Tom uh, Tom Hanks? British Tom Hanks. Which one is Nigel? Oh, Nigel. He does. Are you fucking kidding me? You didn't. As soon as I saw this, wait a second. Is this fucking Tom Hanks? And I'm looking. It's because Tom Hanks is older in my head. Because Tom Hanks for me is like ninety five and above. But he looks like a young. uh, You're too old for bosom buddies, right? Too old for it. But I know of it. But. I need to go back and see Tom Hanks. I think I've seen Big like once. Uh, and I've never yeah, seen that, that volcano once, one. Yeah. That, the volcano one. I've never uh, seen that one. I, I remember liking that movie. I remember watching it twice because I had a huge crush on, I was almost going to say Megan Kelly, but it's Meg Ryan. And I think the wow. thing that did it is that Meg Ryan had like three different hair colors in that movie. So I was just like, bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, let's go. I'll jump in that fucking volcano. Is that part of your canon? Is you like color hairs hair with color in it? Is that part of your like lore? Do you mean versus hair with no color in it? <laughs> what does that mean? What? Yeah, like translucent hair? Translucent. Like a fucking like jellyfish? I'll, I'll buy no hair. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's something to be said for white hair too. No, it's just uh uh 
Meg Ryan at that time was America's sweetheart, right? She was. And yeah. she's a great actress. And I have a thing for redheads. So to yeah. see her at that, I think the last character that she played, That's like the spacey doopy one, has got the long red hair. Yeah, yeah. I like. I just was uh, chit chatting with the uh, with one of them ginger gals yesterday. I think I said Meg Ryan. I was like, what? No, look me Jesus, up. I would not want to talk to Meg Ryan. I tell now. my wife she that's my hall pass. <laughs> she looks wild, dude. I I don't think you'd still find her that attractive. Have you seen her lately? It's a mess, dude. It's a mess. Uh, yeah, well, look at me. You know what? At least your face, you didn't fuck up with your face, you know, it's <laughs> it's naturally aged. Yeah, I wasn't uh, forced by society and pressure and wanting to stay in my business, opening doors where I had to get a facelift every day. <laughs> yeah. What if that's the way it was, though? Only the freshest, <laughs> youngest men get to open <laughs> these New York doors. No, no, believe me, they want us where our faces are. Nobody wants to look at us. Yeah, just look straight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I treat you like the way I treat homeless people. Just look straight. <laughs> They're not there. Uh, but, you know, you look, do look when quite When you live in a big race. city, man, yeah. otherwise you'd be stopping every 10 seconds. True. God, yeah, yeah. you're right. It's 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 rough out there, and it's only getting worse. Uh, Austin is really bad. Damn. And I feel like I just heard this in a podcast. There's a couple of New York comics, and they were talking about – um, and of course, they perform in Austin all the time because it's slowly becoming like the comedy capital of the states. And because yeah, they're not good enough in New York, but go ahead, yeah. <laughs> hey, they love New York. <laughs> They'll never move. And um, this is specifically, this is a uh, uh, Joe List and Mark Norman. And so they're talking about how the homeless people are so different from New York to Austin, like. The New York ones, they're kind of there, and they, you know, got some characters, but not nothing too crazy. But the awesome. Oh yeah, every once in a while, you get a homeless guy come out. He does like street magic in front of you. (laughs) And actually, that's not horrible. I would rather that than the Austin homeless people. It's like, uh, I think the joke they made. It's like you. It's like you're walking into their office. Get the fuck out of my way. (laughs) They said it's like you're walking into their office, and they're like annoyed by you. (laughs) And then they just start yelling at you. I'd rather. I'd rather do the magic trick than someone yelling in my face. I don't like that. I don't like well, that. I mean, trick. look, uh, after a while, if you're doing enough magic and nobody's fucking tipping you and shit like that. So, yeah, I might get kind of mad. I might get kind of mad. But one of my favorite, uh, not favorite, actually, because it was kind of scary, but one of my most memorable uh, interactions with the homeless person was this woman. It was downtown San Antonio. I was oh, going to college. Wait, hold on. Oh, hold on. And so mm-hmm. I'm waiting for the bus. I was taking the bus back then. And she comes up to my face un- uncomfortably close. She's like right up on my mug and she goes, Samuel, Samuel, is that you? <laughs> I and said, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. I said, yeah, yes. Play I was along there, with it, right? Make yeah, a date. Yeah, I did. And I thought, what yeah, if Sam was a landlord who kicked her out? That's true. I took a risk. It was a roll yeah. of dice situation because she could have easily stabbed me. She was very close. You wouldn't even see it coming. Yeah. So speaking of coming, I fucked her after that. Uh, so then, <laughs> you want a home for fifteen minutes? Oh god! Uh, I need to heat up my coffee. Can you give me like two minutes? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, <laughs> thank you. It's your okay. show. That's true. It is. I'll be back, and we're back. All right. Oh man. Okay. Where were we? Who are we talking about? Oh, I was going oh, to uh, the rest of his movies. Wow, he's in a movie called Deja Vu. 
Who? Val Kilner. <laughs> Kilner? You can't just be adding letters to his name. I know. <laughs> oh, that's right. He's in Bad Lieutenant Port Call in New Orleans. Or New Orleans. Since I had a letter to it, right? New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans, yeah. That was actually a good movie. You ever been in New Orleans? No. Dude, you got to go the out The only there. places I've been in America, I've been... <laughs> Pretty much kind of against my will, New Jersey. I've been in Connecticut. I've been in Philadelphia. Against my uh, <laughs> whatever the drive is from New York down to Florida's Disney World. Okay. That's about it. Yeah. That's, I feel like a lot of New York. Smoky Mountains. That's the thing I remember. The two things that I remember that trip. Well, I told you about that trip, my Uncle Donald, and uh, maybe his daughter from an affair or something like that that he brought along on the trip with the whole family. <laughs> Wait, wait, what? I don't remember I you told you did? Yeah, it's when we went, uh, we drove down from New York to uh, Disney World, and for some reason, my Uncle Donald brought this teenage girl that was the daughter of the woman that every once in a while, when my Uncle Donald would pick us up before he brought us to his house, we'd stop off at her house for 45 minutes to an hour, and me and my sister would have whatever we wanted to eat in the kitchen. And he would always tell us, don't tell your Aunt Edna about this. Well, you know, he was a multitasker. Yeah. He really took on life. So, yeah, the only two things I remember about that trip, well, three things, really, but I won't talk about the third thing, is uh, the Smoky Mountains and Myrtle Beach. Because that motherfucker kept us in Myrtle Beach for eight days of a fucking two-week vacation. Oh, shit. Were y'all like um, like the... Were y'all like Nigel and and Hillary on the island for like Blue Lagoon? (laughs) I was wondering if you're going to get that reference. Yeah, I didn't get it. Uh, My brother told me. (laughs) (laughs) But then I did trigger something because I remembered that um, that was kind of controversial, right? Because... uh yeah, Brooke Shields was, was very what, young. Brooke Shields, Christopher, I, yeah, but see, Brooke Shields, because there's a documentary about Brooke Shields about like how I guess she got uh, pretty much exploited throughout her whole teenage years. Which, when Fuck you look up. at the first movie she's in, Pretty Baby, where she's playing a fucking like thirteen year old fucking prostitute or something like that. Jeez, then she goes to the Calvin Klein commercials. We got her with the fucking ass and all the goddamn commercials. Yeah, to Blue Lagoon. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was contrary because I think you see them naked in that movie. That I think that's the thing. Yeah, I think that might yeah. be the thing. I guess she had to get like a I don't know. What year was that? Was that seventies? Uh, Early eighties? I don't know. No, I think that's the eighties, and I think it was I don't know if it's I don't know how it is still today in Hollywood or anything like that, but I think it was like her mom signed off on it. So they were like, Yeah, okay, fine, that's it. Wow. You're 14 years old, your mom, who's your manager, says it's okay to do it. Your legal guardian, because I'm trying to think, there's something else or something like that too, where somebody else's parent gave the go ahead when they're like really young to do something like crazy. Oh yeah, I can't, I can't remember, but I do remember that. I do remember something like that. Yeah, Brooke Shields' mom was the first one, so hats off yeah. to you, lady. I hope you got an extra ten percent. You fucking cunt. <laughs> I do like that they they did mimic what's his name's puffy ass blonde hair so well the guy looks like fucking uh aquaman and shit christopher atkins that's that's the actor they were yeah they were uh making fun of Uh, yeah what happened to him too he just got old probably smoked a shitload of cigarettes 
You know, I think you're right, Danny. I think he went from doing Blue Lagoon, where he looks like he's 15, 16 years old, to like the next time you saw him, he looks like fucking Robert Patrick in The Sopranos. <laughs> you know, because I just off the topic, uh, I had to do Terminator 2 for the Bloody Bits podcast. I shouldn't say it like that's a, a podcast I co-host on. And uh, my wife loves that movie because Robert Patrick looks so sharp in that movie and every fucking scene that he's in, I got to hear about, wow, he looks so good. Oh, he's so sharp. Oh, this, that. So just every once in a while, I like to show a screenshot from when he's on the Sopranos. I go, how sharp is he now? <laughs> that is so petty, but I love it. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I drive her crazy because we watched a Korean soap opera like fucking 13, 15 years ago. And there was this woman on, she was supposed to be like the real, the bad character on it. But as soon as I saw her, I was just like, wow. And her name is Kim Marie. And she was Miss Korea, Miss South Korea. So oh, she's shit. very nice looking, very pretty. She's got nice style, class, everything like that. And I just drove my wife crazy because every time she did something fucked up, I was like, yeah, but come on, you got to understand. This is what's going on. That's what's going on. <laughs> so <laughs> she's got Robert Patrick. I got Kim Marie. Yeah, so you know, you got I think um I think even when I was married we had like a list of like impossible people we would ever get to hook up with, but it wasn't like I picked her best friend or something. Which you ever see those videos where they ask somebody like that and somebody comes up and they're like, uh, you know, Beyonce, and then the wife goes, His friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know your mechanic? <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it's a guy that like has all the skills you don't have. Oh, that's gotta be rough. Well, if your wife is trying to want to bang somebody else, you probably don't have one skill that she's looking for. Yeah. True. True, 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 true. But sometimes you just want a little no, no flavor. It doesn't mean yeah, you're not going to go back yeah. to the, you know, I love chocolate ice cream, but every now and then I'll I'll work with some Neapolitan. Why not? Mix it up, baby. Mm. Neapolitan is like the, the swingers. The menage ice cream. à trois of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, whoever thought of Neapolitan was definitely yeah. fucking just a bachelor. Just. Getting, you got some of that yeah. chocolate in my pink. <laughs> and you got some of that pink in my stink. <laughs> uh, I don't even know what that means. But anyway, back to the film. My favorite gag, because I wanted to talk about our favorite gags in the film. Okay. And, and I think one of mine, it's it's got to be the cow gag. I, I thought that was amazing. It was, well, okay, it's tied with the water thing. The water fight with the Western... All of a sudden, it slowly evolves yeah. a saloon <laughs> bar fight. <laughs> Especially when that bartender comes up and hits him in the head with the fucking bottle. <laughs> so weird. I thought at first, I was like, no way this is real. But no, it, they're 100% it's real, underwater. Yes, they did it, yeah. Because I think even before you rec recommended this movie to I saw something on Twitter. That oh, okay. was like about like a three minutes, like how they did it. I think they did like fucking like 40 or 50 takes and stuff like that. So, wow. But it really looks incredible for it. It's, it's, it looks exhausting. Could you imagine having to do, you do your what minute and a half or whatever, the average person can hold their breath and everybody has to hold their breath. But you're not holding your breath. You're not just standing there holding your breath with your fucking hands cupped on your balls or something like that. <laughs> you're fucking fighting. You're doing all this other shit, right? You're getting out of the way of a fucking falling chandelier. Hold on. When you hold your breath underwater, is that your go-to move is to grab your nuts? Like, like whenever you see those people doing that free dive shit, they got their hands like all the way covered up everything like that. Like it's, to make it aerodynamic and like cup your balls at the yeah. same time. 
I like sticking my thumb in my ass. The balls aren't aerodynamic, Daniel. They slow you down. That's true. That's true. I I have unusually large balls. Um, yeah, that's why those old uh, pilots back in the day, the, they wore those goggles on the leather caps because their balls would flap all the way up in their face oof. while they were flying. Oof. Damn. You really gag yourself that way. But yeah, it's fucking cool, man. Val Kilmer is so fucking cool. Like, I don't, how are you still smooth and cool underwater? <laughs> he puts on a cowboy hat. When he puts a cowboy hat on, he does the thing with the collar, everything like that. Yeah. It was genius. You know, that's definitely that. And yeah, like you said, the cow scene is incredible because uh, (laughs) one of the best jokes in it is uh, blah, blah, blah. They need a diversion. So there's a bunch of cows that are going in and out of this Nazi fortress that they need to get into to shut the power off. So Val Kimner can get to the professor and stop the fucking nuclear submarine blow up or whatever the fuck it is. Right. Yeah. So Nigel and who's the other guy? Is it Dutant or that's the the. The, the guy who always gets Duquois, fucked up, right? Duquois or whatever. Duquois, yeah. okay. Yeah. They decide they're going to dress up like a cow, so they're doing that old-fashioned two-person and a thing. And <laughs> I guess Nigel was supposed to be the head, and then all of a sudden he's like, no, I want to be – you. you're the head. I'm going to be the back. And they're going back and forth, and my the thing that got me left is like, all right, be an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> it was such and a good they, setup. Yeah, they get into it, and the power shed that they go to just happens to be next to the feeding pen. So as this cow in human boots, by the way, they put fucking yeah, boots on a cow, right? A, yeah, I've never seen that before. <laughs> so this might have been filmed in the Philippines because PETA, I don't think they like cows in boots, right? True, cows in mm-hmm. boots. Yeah. Well. It's my country album. <laughs> <laughs> So as this real cow is now walking behind a wall, we're getting the voices of what's supposed to be going on inside this cow. And as they're walking over to the power shed, this calf runs up and starts sucking on the udder. Very thirsty. She's really going at it. Nigel stands stock still because I guess... I don't know. Maybe it's implied. Maybe I'm just reading into something. I guess it's supposed to be his dick that's getting sucked in the scene. Because all of a sudden, the other guy in the front is like, hey, we got like 30 seconds to set this thing off before there's going to be trouble. He's like, wait a second. Can't we just stop and take a moment to think about what's going on? (laughs) Why are you always in a rush all the time? (laughs) Sometimes I just need to catch my breath. (laughs) (laughs) What's crazy is there's two bestiality jokes. Yes. See, here's here's Wes. Here's my reading joke joke okay i didn't take a lot of them is because we get this and then i think the underwater fight scene happens then we cut back to now nigel is pulling a gun inside the he's the traitor yeah he's the traitor he's the traitor yes not that pigeon uh so (laughs) poor pigeon they blame the pigeon right (laughs) whatever See, he pulls a gun. He's like, oh, we're going to turn the alarm back on. The guy in the front goes, yeah, but that would set the alarms off and everybody would capture. He's like, exactly, my friend. And as they're walking back, all of a sudden, this bull shows up and just comes charging and just mounts the cow that Nigel insisted on being in the rear on and just got his dick sucked. And now he's getting rammed by a bull. 
I have written down, is this what counts as calf and calf? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good writing joke. I like it. But what what I thought was weird was like, did he take his pants off to get in this cow? Because he's got his uh, dick Daniel. inside the udders, no, and no, he's no. got his asshole lined up with the asshole. The yeah, cow. that. Well, no, see, he's got a big dick, right? Oh, so he just you're powered inside through. the cow costume. So you yeah. probably at least you, you let's say you're at least down to shorts, right? You're not going to wear fucking wool pants and a fucking flannel shirt like Mike would inside yeah. of Mike would inside <laughs> of a cow. <laughs> Mike would go inside of a cow. Yeah. So, yeah, you're probably down to your underwear with a 10-inch dick. That thing is probably hanging, right? You're bent over. You're hunched over, right? Yeah. So it's probably just enough to get that first lick from the calf, and then you're like, whoa, wait a second. And then you think that fucking cock from the fucking bulls cage got a pair of pants on? Busting through. Yeah, I mean... Bully their way through. That's why they're called bulls. They, they <laughs> if they want to get in something, they'll get in it. Uh, it was, uh, by the way, those scenes really uncomfortable to watch with my mom on the couch. Watch it, like my mom next to me on the couch, and she was like, "Oh, we had a bull." Because my mom grew up on a farm, and she's like, "We had a bull just like that." As he proceeds to rape this wow, man. Oh <laughs> yeah. So she's seen a lot of uh, bull penises. I guess so, man. Guess you grow up on a farm, you see a lot of penises from animals, right? It's nothing. That's how, like, that's how you learn the birds and the bees. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess that's the way. <laughs> that explains a lot of things about farmers. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, come on. First time I saw cow tongue. Animals. Come on, man. I go in the supermarket. It's an Asian supermarket. They got sell. They sell cow tongues. I can see that shit. I like. I. It's, I they call it lengua. Uh, well, obviously, you know, tongue in Spanish. I love a good cow tongue taco. Have you ever had that? Oh, man, no, come on, man. It's one what of my you? favorite tacos. And nobody, and even other Mexicanos don't, <laughs> they scoff at it. I'm like, it's good shit. But you got to get past the fact that it's a cow tongue. You just got to get past it. If you didn't know it and you took your, close your eyes and you bit into a, a, a lengua taco, and then you, you told me what it was, I'd punch you in the face after I spit it out. Because <laughs> I'm not joking. They sell the cow tongues in the yeah, you can where see I live, it. right? Yes. And they got a shrink wrap. So I, I picked it up. The fucking shit's heavy. It's heavy as fuck. And it yeah. feels like my fucking cat's tongue with the fucking top of it. Like all the fuck. But yeah, man, it cooks on. up good, dude. It's so juicy and it's it's like, it's great. I I'll eat fun. cow tongue. I'd eat a cow tongue every day if I could, man. But I'd probably die. I don't think it's good for you. But anyway, aside from that, a lot of cow fucking. Um, but oh, I just Nigel love fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Nigel getting fucked by a cow. And I just really love the um, there's a couple things. I, I love how well trained the cow that was supposed to be them in a costume did. Like he's getting over. He's like, they, oh, she. Yo, they when he backtracks. Yeah. When he yeah. comes back around, it's not a cut because I was looking for the cut. Not, I was looking for that. Like, the, real- like, oh, the tree's blowing this way and now it's blowing that way. And the cow comes. That fucking cow walked and turned right around and came back on cue in fucking boots. That was a trained cow that cow was yeah. impressive i was i was astonished you I know what stop. i just thought of something um all what? the hollywood producers they should show that cow as to why the actors aren't really <laughs> <to get paid. laughs> 
We got a cow to. Look at this cow doing that shit, man. We'd have to fucking cut nothing. I'm just kidding. I support the actors and the writers. And this cow doesn't mind showing off her tits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> raw dog, dude. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. Well, is it raw support. dog or Red Bull? <laughs> I don't know. Their dicks are not that red. But, uh,. <laughs> Now, dog dicks, those are shiny red. Boy, the first, you always kind of remember the first time uh, you see a dog No, dog. let me tell you, because I, I, when I told you I, before, when I worked in the pet food store, we used to sell bull penises. Wow, and dude, they were what? cut in half and split into at least like three pieces. Those things are big. Oh, yeah. They, they're balls. They don't have alone. a lot of girth, but they're long. Yeah. They're long and their balls yeah. are big. Um, you can get bull balls at like, you know, festivals in Texas and stuff. They call what? them. Uh, yeah, you can. They cook them up and fry them up from the tongue to the balls. Yeah, yeah, not, you got to enjoy not, every part. Not exactly what I think of when I think of that uh, combination of words, but yeah, <laughs> tongue to the balls. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I've never had bull balls. That's one, but I would try it. I, I wouldn't mind trying it. Is that uh, Rocky Mountain oysters? That's yes. I was trying to think. I knew it was something with mountain. Yeah, Rocky Mountain oysters. Yeah, it's just bull balls. I would give you. Would you ever try that? Nope. No. No. You know me. You know, I got fucking. I got so many fucking different food phobias and such a picky eater. They gotta <laughs> fucking put bull balls in my mouth, dude. You could. That's like... what I'm, I'm gonna reach out. Oh, let me let me broaden my horizons on eating something. Hey, can I have a b- order of balls? <laughs> hey, man. Followed by some tongue. If you're gonna do something, <laughs> you're gonna change it up. Your mouths will really fucking change it up. Yeah, I'm lucky I can eat sushi. So, <laughs> yeah, I like a good sushi. That's good shit too, man. I've, it the one thing tastes like anything. So, oddly enough, I don't think I would want to eat because I know um, some cultures they like eating like fish eyeballs and stuff. That's something I don't think I'd want to do. That eyeballs are kind of gross me out a little bit. Uh, look, I've always looked at it this way: what is gross to you is just depending on where you grew up. And what mm. you eat, right? Because I'm sure there's some people in the world that, that I'm sure whatever group of people there is, they think that eating chicken is the most disgusting thing you can ever fucking eat, right? Yeah. So, like, I would eat a, a cow's eyeball before I'd eat a breast of chicken. So that's the way I was looking at it. But I was always like, I'm lucky because I grew up with people eat chicken. Yeah, I mean, I bet a husky's not bad tasted, but I don't, I don't want to eat one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's any group of people eat huskies. <laughs> They just look like they taste better than the other dogs. I don't know why, but in my mind, a husky tastes good. Well, yeah, you think about that. Dogs made for cold weather, so their meat probably keeps fresher, right? <laughs> yeah, they're pre-refrigerated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Um, yeah, so that was that was probably one of my that was definitely one of my favorite bits. I love that Nigel in the next scene when he he, he catches uh, Hillary. And he's kind of walking. Oh, he's walking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good bit. That was I didn't expect them to because in so many of these films, it'll do a crazy gag and then the next scene they're normal again. Um and so I didn't expect to talk the, for one minute. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, I did not expect that continuity to to cut to uh to continue throughout that scene. That was fun. So Tim's gonna go get some water. He just abruptly said it and walked away. (laughs) 
He's got an interesting setup. I got to ask him about this setup that he has. He has this, you know, dildo shaped microphone and then uh, two screens, two. It's uh, a Blue Yeti. Oh, is that what they call that? Yeah. Mm, does it vibrate? I think so. All right. But why Even do you have the two? Because you have a, you already have a mic little padded thing on it. Because I used to have this thing behind the microphone. That was supposed to block the sound and yeah. like isolate it. I think those are but it's too heavy for the arm that I have. So ah, uh, uh. so I had to buy a new arm. It came with the extra pop screen. So I put the pop screen in the front and the back because sometimes I have the fan on blowing in. So I figured, eh, put the pop screen in the uh, back. You can't hear it. I should have told you not to worry about that for this one because I blasted my AC. It's hot as fuck, so I don't give a shit. Well, you live in fucking Helltown, yeah. <laughs> Helltown, USA, baby. How many days have you been over 100 degrees there? Well, you know, that broke, I think, a couple days ago, but then it just popped right back up. So, mm. yeah, it was 99 for a day, and we were very happy oh, here. Fuck. Yeah, it was bad. I did – I was actually – um last night around 9.30, I was able to put the top down on the convertible, and it actually wasn't that bad. I think well, I'm getting used to it. You drive 200 miles an hour. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> I did almost die twice, but – uh Oh, God. Hey, you know, you only live once. You got to – got to really put the pedal to the metal sometimes. Uh, but I do plan on keeping wow. this car. I bet your car insurance company would love to hear that quote. <laughs> well, they charge me as if they've heard that quote. Let me tell you. <laughs> Get all his money now. <laughs> this motherfucker's going to die in like five months. <laughs> Let's really charge him up. But anyway, so uh, I do like that whole the, – the, the whole conclusion where he – the. There's the tree, and there's a, a rifle there, and he grabs the rifle. The tree falls over. The tree falls so down. So stupid. Yeah. Um, she, I think at some point, I forget. How do, how do they capture Nigel? I'm trying to remember. Thinking about, because there's that scene. Then. Oh, yeah. Oh, then the guys are trying to get, get away from the, the fucking uh, pre, the big old castle thing. And the Germans start rushing them, and they fight the Germans, and they the the Germans are inside this like jeep, and it's going, and they shoot the jeep, and it just barely, barely love taps a pinto. Oh yes, the pinto. <laughs> <laughs> so those were notoriously they would those would notoriously uh, blow up or something. <laughs> this might be the last pinto joke. <laughs> ever in movies because yeah that was the thing where i forget what the company made it chevy ford, ford maybe ford pinto sounds ford right. yeah, it's a ford pinto yeah and yeah they were notorious for i think that's what brought us ralph nader oh yeah because well, he was big on seat belts too yeah seat belts but i think the pinto also when i think i think that was like his next big thing so yeah thanks to the pinto we now have donald trump as ex-president of the united states of america because Without Ralph Nader running, Gore definitely wins, beats Bush. Without Bush, we don't get uh, what we have today. That's it, right? Yeah, and without Bush. So thanks, Pintos. <laughs> and without Bush, you just got a shaved vagina. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I, I had the without Bush part, and I could not think of the punchline for it. And that's all I could think of. I'll fix but it in editing. But it is crazy that, like, without Ralph Nader, though, seatbelts wouldn't have been – at the time, seatbelts were not mandatory to be manufactured into a vehicle. Yeah. 
he made and what's that. what's funny is go back on YouTube. There's a couple of different videos. Uh, watch when seatbelts were first put in and how everybody was talking about how I don't want the government telling me what to do. <laughs> right? Fuck that shit. And that was because that was also before there was the 55, 55 mile an hour speed limit. Right? Yeah. So I think you could drive like 80 miles an hour in a fucking school zone. And it, then watch yep. also when they made it illegal to drunk drive and how oh, many yeah, people got mad and pissed off about that shit. So, yeah. Yeah, that was a big deal. I, I I didn't even think about that until I saw that like on YouTube or TikTok. And it was a bunch of people getting interviewed after that law had passed. And they were just like, how you know? It's well, just what not- if I have like a couple of six packs and I yes. drive home? This old man goes, uh, it's just not the same if I can't have myself a can of Coors on my way home from work. I'm just like, I got to admit, that does sound good after a hard day's work and nice good. Cause, well, if it's a small can yeah, and you're you not have gonna... to drive three minutes from your job to your house, okay, yeah. I'll give you that. If, but... if you live in a rural, you know, there's nothing out there, man. You're not no, gonna... no, see, that's where most people do the drunk driving. I think, yeah. I've, I think I read somewhere that there's more people drunk driving in rural areas than there are in the cities because in the cities, you have to worry about getting stopped by a cop. There's a lot more cars. There's a lot more people. Yeah, more variables. And, you know, you're like, hey, I'm driving down a fucking road that only I know about, me and my cousin. Yeah, just don't hit a cow or a deer and you'll be okay, <laughs> you know. I've worked out in rural areas and I've traveled through a lot of the Texas F- FM uh, whatever roads where it's just like it just never ends and yeah man yeah, you could definitely be drinking it, it as long as you're not blacked out like if you've only if you drink a couple of beers you blacked out what are you gonna hit desert uh you, you might run you might run through a fence into someone's property and they will shoot you <laughs> that's yeah, well, probably the worst well, thing. <laughs> look uh, if if you fucking deliver the wrong dominoes to somebody's house in Texas you might get True. shot so you got to be careful. You just when it comes to people's property, Jesus, man, Texans do not like you walking around their property. There's always they, two states. I always thought that Texas and Florida have to be like the worst states to be a fucking Uber driver, oh delivery God. guy, stuff like that. In because if I was fucking delivering somebody's pizza in Florida or Texas with that fucking gun law where anybody can have a gun and stand your fucking ground, I'd be calling and texting you 88 fucking <laughs> times. Like I'm like I'm 13 minutes away with your pizza. I am a white guy with brown hair. I'm about maybe 185 pounds. I'm wearing this kind of shirt. Mm-hmm. So when I knock on your fucking door, don't shoot me. I try my best to like ease the delivery because I do. I do. I'm a big Uber Eats guy, and I'll just go. I'll cook. Are you a cooker? You I, you cook food? I wouldn't call myself a cooker, but I can cook. I just. Don't. What's like? What's the best? Thing? Right, let's say you got some hot chick. She she right swipes you on t- t- uh, Tinder tonight, and she's like, "Yeah, I want to come over. You make me a proper meal. I'll fucking give you the best brain you ever had." I'm very kind of homestyle cook, so I'd probably do like rosemary chicken with um, green beans and some some mashed potatoes and side of Not macaroni bad. and All cheese. Right, yeah. You know. I like a good – that's a good meal for me, man. I know I have some friends that hate, like, baked chicken. I could eat baked chicken. I'm not kidding. I could eat that shit every other day, dude, and I would be fine. I love chicken. Yeah, chicken is my favorite oh, meat. Yeah. good, man. So good. So many different things you can do with it. I know. I don't know why people – some people don't like it. They find it boring. And I'm like, I think it's great. They're just not doing it's it right. Boring if you have a fucking boiled chicken breast, yeah. But yeah. fried chicken, chicken parmesan, chicken piccata, come on. <laughs> 
I'm really Italian there. <laughs> just don't break those those uh, noodles there. Just uh, the spaghetti noodles. Uh, but yeah, so the so they go there, and then Val Kilmer jumps on a on a motorcycle, and of course the he does the evil these Knievel, right? Amazing yep. stunts. <laughs> and he's so cocky too. Like, there's a couple times where they break the fourth wall because there's a scene. There's that scene where he looks at the camera and he winks at it. But there's a scene where um, oh, where they're talking to each other, they're and talking it's like to each this other, this and that, and this and that, and he's like, that sounds like it's a bad movie. <laughs> they both gotta look at the camera. <laughs> I think they do that. Maybe not in Airplane One. I think they do that in Airplane Two. Yeah, I think I think so. I haven't I've, airplane two. I've seen way less, but um, I think they do do. That. Oh, you know what? Hold on. Now I'm wondering, what's the first movie to break the fourth wall? or TV show where they break the fourth wall? And like, how mind blowing that must have been that first time. That's like when old people, like I guess, like some people would say, me saw that train coming at you in the theaters in black and white. And people people ran out. out of the movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> that first time when somebody breaks the fourth wall and just like looks at the audience, you gotta be like, "What? <laughs> Are you looking it up right now?" I, I see am. you moving closer to your computer. Okay, we'll find out. Oh, it's Wait, something. What people the fuck have does your up. shirt say? The white what? The White Rabbit. It, it's a is an old uh, venue. It's closed now, but um, it was where I had my first show when I was like fifteen years old, sixteen. And yeah. uh, this was the That's last new shirt looking sold. shirt because I don't wear it too often. It's like it was the last shirt they produced uh, before closing. It was like the wait. Hold on a second. How old is that fucking shirt? Um, two thousand fourteen. Fuck. Yeah, I took care and of it. It still looks that good. Holy shit, damn. Yeah, I took care of it. Let's see. 15, oh. You live in fucking Texas, too. You have to fucking be sweating your ass off in that fucking shirt, especially in the front with all that fucking whatever the hell that shit is on the front that makes you sweat. I got the same thing. Oh, like the uh, graphic tees yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah, I know. I do I do hate that. Oh, man. Remember those fucking concert t-shirts that you bought? Not even, not, not even concert. Like, just like the entire shirt was Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon. It felt oh, like you wear yeah. a fucking canvas tent. <laughs> right? I'm not lying. That shit was fucking rough on your skin. I have I a pink Floyd. Um... <laughs> I got strong nipple game, and I hate it because we had to wear our polo shirts for work uh, at a recent oh, event. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I'm look, dude. I'm looking like a '70s fucking chick all the goddamn time. Yep. I look like I look like Rachel and Friends, just permanently cold nipples, man. Just yep. hard. You gotta nipples. do the fucking Wendy O'Williams. Put like so fucking like band aids over your tit your nipples. Uh, yeah, I need to just get some titty band aids or something and see yeah, what I can find. The, what if you get laid real quick? That's embarrassing. How do you explain that, right? True. That's true. You can wait. Do you have a lot of hair on your chest? Because you could say you were shaving your chest and you cut your nipples. I do have hair on my chest. I could use that as an yeah. excuse. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. Um, they, I'm reading here that the James Bond films are some of the first one, like when he looks at the camera and shoots, but I feel like they're the opening. Oh, okay. I found it. I found it. The answer appears to be men who have made love to me, a 1918 silent film written by and starring Mary McLean as herself. Is there a mustache in that movie? Cause that's a porn (laughs) movie straight up. But she's starring starring as herself. <laughs> Is it a porn movie? It sounds like a porn because that's before the code. 
They showed cock and balls in that in those in those movies. Yeah. They showed cock and balls. Oh, the only problem is that the film has since been lost, so we're only all relying the bullshit. On... Oh, come on, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is just yeah. based off writing people that wrote about it saying it broke the fourth wall. All right, whatever. That was a waste of time. Let's right, just... so I guess it's not that new. Right. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, 1918. Wow. I'm surprised they had walls back then. <laughs> <laughs> that was back when those walls were built with, like, real brick. <laughs> you know? So breaking it was hard, yeah. I always like the old bricks that have, like, the little factory name of where it came from. That's kind of fun. You don't do that. You don't see that anymore. It's got to cost extra to imprint your name, right? And that's, that's probably not good for the, the Oprah structural. Uh, Maybe, yeah. Right? Yeah. Maybe. There is a town, uh, Dehennis. It doesn't look like that's what it says, but it's called Dehennis. Or if they'll correct you in that little town if you say it wrong. What does it look like it's uh... D apostrophe H-A-N-I-S. It looks like. Uh, the house, the house, the house, me, the house, me, Yeah, that song's actually about bricks, believe it or not. <laughs> and, uh, I love doing that song in karaoke, it's so easy. I have never done that, I've never done Rammstein on karaoke. That's a that's actually a great idea if you're really fucked that's up. That's the only one that they have. And well, the places where I go, they don't have any of the other good, shit. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Sometimes it depends on the karaoke people. Sometimes they got the songs. Sometimes they just have like poppy bullshit. And, you know. uh, yeah, you know, I, yeah, because at the back of the book they have like all the new songs in all the different languages and stuff like that. When I see them, like I ain't singing fucking Taylor Swift. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, Dehennis is a town where there was a, a famous brick manufacturing factory, right? And all over the town, you see Dehennis on the bricks because they still mm-hmm. have the original bricks from the factory all over the place. Anyway, so <laughs> so the film. How do we get up on this brick tangent? I don't. We were talking about the fourth wall. Ah, oh, okay, yes. <laughs> so what you're saying is, if the fourth wall was made out of that company's bricks, they wouldn't be able to break it. They would not. They would not. <laughs> so stupid. I don't know what's going on. It's it's, it's... Vaughn's going to love this. Oh yeah, he's he's already stopped this. I think he. I don't know if he got past thirty. I think minutes. he stopped it as soon as he heard Tim Yobo's voice. Yeah. <laughs> Although I feel like when me and you are recording episodes, we're much more tame. It's when you start putting in other elements, me and you will get that, you know, That's wild. right. Yeah, that's right. We're, me and you together, we're good. But this, good. other people fuck us up and put us in like, <laughs> oh, wait, put- uh, hey, uh, can you delete that when you when you put out the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about me and Daniel. Yeah. Some of the shit that I said, some of the shit Daniel said. Better cut that shit out right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's something that happens within us where all of a sudden we just we get a little bit wild and... It just gets gets a little crazy. It's a little crazy sometimes. Well, I think the other good thing is that usually one of us is a little bit soberer than the other. Yeah, and so right, right now I'm completely you're not drinking. Sober. I had a bottle yeah. of Sojo, so if we were both drunk, holy fuck! Yeah, us drunk is a thing. Um, yeah, I would love to. Uh, one of these days, you know, we're gonna have to hang out in person and uh, grab a drink, and I think that's gonna be a fun time. It's gonna be some kind of time, yeah. <laughs> Let's just hope we don't run into any cows, because out of curiosity, I <laughs> You know what? Go ahead, Daniel. You can be the end. 
So anyway, kids, that's how I lost my cock. So don't put your cock in calves' mouths. Turns out they don't just suck, they bite. Dangerous shit. Probably, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a bad idea to put your cock in an animal's mouth. Guaranteed. I don't I can't think of a single animal where that would be a safe thing to do. Uh, you ever see that documentary Zoo? No. No? No. I've never seen the documentary Zoo. You don't no. know about the documentary Zoo. No, I don't. The guy who fucks the horse. Is that the thing where is that the thing where he died from it? It like penetrated his anus. Uh, uh, I'm wall? pretty sure because I don't think I ever watched the entire thing, or I can't even be sure if I watched the thing or if I just know about it. But yeah, he fucks a horse. He gets caught. I think he gets out on parole on some like technicality, and then goes back and fucks the horse again because they're soulmates or something like that. <laughs> It's enough that somebody made a documentary about it, right? Wow. I can't remember. Was the guy's face like blurred out or something like that? Or did they blur the horse's face out? That's what I want to know. They definitely that blurred. horse has no fucking like say in whether or not it wants to be on camera, right? Yeah, because the other horses could judge the the horse. Like, you know, like, hey, human hey, fucker. what you did last night. You fucking yeah. human fucking weirdo. <laughs> like the other horses shunned him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Hey, come on, look. Come on, <laughs> You see the horse? He's in the cock on that other horse over there, and you pick a human? What the fuck? <laughs> so, was he fucking a female horse? Or was the horse fucking him? Uh, I, no, no. He was fucking the horse, but I'm not, I'm not sure whether or not it Dude, was a female or a male horse. You'd need a stepladder or be Shaq. Like, you'd have to be really tall to get, get into a horse there. Oof. You definitely so need a little step oh, That's why you lead the horse to the end of the cliff, right? So you can only back up. I thought it was lead a horse to water. You lead a horse to a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's dangerous. <laughs> I don't know if I would lead a horse to a cliff uh, and then try well, like to fuck I said, it. That way you can only back up, yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. That's a great horse fucking philosophy, if I, if I ever heard it. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway the movie wraps up uh they wow does this movie wrap up holy fucking shit this is Get a up. fucking bang 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 we only have enough minute we only have enough money for 93 minutes you're at 92 minutes and 58 seconds and this shit right now yep just right I, I do like the uh the story uh kind of wizard of oz ending where she's saying goodbye to all the french soldiers Chocolate moose. I'm going to miss you the most, Scarecrow. <laughs> That's where they should have fucking put Dutant in the fucking propeller. He's yeah. standing right there, right? He's like in a coffin. They have him like in some kind of no, thing. They ha- him up. He's standing up on like a stretcher. Yes, he's standing, standing in a stretcher. Yeah. That would have been funny. That would have been good. But they, they got, they're supposed to take off, though. That would have broken the plane. Yes, but here we get like a little bit of Casablanca, right? Because the uh, dad's going to go, and she's like, no, I got to stay. Yeah. They need me. So, well, hold on. I guess it's not Casablanca because she leaves Rick. It would have been a good, like, uh, I think I would have liked, so she takes off on the plane, the movie ends, but, um, and her and uh, and Nick decide to stay together, and they, they make out. There was out a funny and... scene where he's doing, like, the concert thing, and all the g- girls are going crazy crying, and somebody has a sign that says, we love you, N-E-E-K, Neek. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think you're trying to think. Maybe it's their accent. Maybe that's the way. That's why I meant. She spelled it like her accent, like how they say it. Neek. Yeah, I think there was a welcome (laughs) sign, and it it was with a V. Welcome. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Gotta love it. I, you know, uh, another bit that I kind of liked that was just kind of, it kind of reminded me of, um, uh, what the fuck, the Leslie Nielsen films. um, Naked Gun, please. Thank you, sorry. Naked Gun, yeah. Uh, where they're de- it's when he first meets Hillary and he gets her into the ballroom because um because they at first she was about to get caught yeah so he comes in and they start dancing and they're getting to know each other while they're dancing they're having oh like- that dancing is incredible. yes yeah it's a choreograph yeah because it's like an old fashioned like a fucking I don't know like the blue denial whatever the fuck it danced to right yeah and then all of a sudden they're just doing all this stuff with like they're just clunking their fucking heads turning around patting each other on the fucking floor and all that shit yeah <laughs> that to her. he like he like puts his fingers in her dimples of her cheek yeah. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I gotta say, once again, for for it being Val Kilmer's first film, he went dancing, singing, holding his breath on the wall. Like they, they yeah. made this motherfucker do everything. They he used every tool in his belt, man, in his bat belt. Uh, <laughs> you know, like you said, for a first for a first movie, like as soon as you see him, that's it. You know, yes. this guy is going to be a star, and then for him to be able to do all of that stuff. Dancing, singing, doing the fucking Elvis impersonation, the the physical bits, the the timing on the jokes. He's straight on. Yeah, there isn't really anything is. that we like. Oh well, you know, uh, yeah, they picked him because all right, he can sing, he can dance, but he's not that funny. Or oh, he's funny, but he can't really sing and dance. He does it all in this movie, like you said. Yeah, he is just a like a triple quadruple threat type of actor and i have more respect for him than ever just from watching this movie I, you would have never especially thought especially being but... a first movie it's yeah. really incredible i can't think of any other actor in their first movie who does what he does as well as he does it in this film it's amazing anyway as y'all as y'all know i do like to uh kind of do a little impression of, of a character in the films that i Uh-oh. like to cover and this is a segment i like to go quick impression <clears throat> Quick impressions. Okay. Nick, I've tried everything. The embassy, the German government, the consulate. I've even talked to the UN ambassador. It's no use. I just can't bring my wife to orgasm. And that is <laughs> the impression of Martin, Nick's agent. Who then receives a giant anus <laughs> penetration delta? <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we forgot about the whole part. Where it is like, dude, this is like, depending on when you grew up, okay, this is like you getting the Death Star from Star Wars, or this is like you getting that fucking gigantic yeah, yeah. GI Joe life size fucking uh, watercraft thing, the aircraft carrier. It's right? like anal penetration, and it's a fucking anal, anal plug penetrator. Thing. What, what's the name of it? Yeah, it looks like a uh, a Mattel game from the yeah, from and the it's 50s. got a picture of like a whole family on it, like from the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> and he dies by that too, more like a no tell. And they say they found him in the room <laughs> with the thing, and had it took that, them two like hours to get the smile off his face, just destroying his asshole. Oh, that's so funny, man! That is so funny. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying to figure out that because it's like a shotgun. Maybe so, he does like, yoga. He's sticking up his he's ass, a little like, more flexible than he looks. Oh, when the trigger to pull it. So that thing was hilarious. I like that when he's um when he's in prison for a little bit. Nick's character, he's got like 20 scratches on the wall, but it's for every minute he's been in there. Not today. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God, I like I've been here for 20 minutes. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, then when he's in the escape room and he's going from one fucking thing into the other. Oh, it's good. This is just a when good, his full of up good gags, this film. And as you know, I do like to rate these movies by my favorite mustache. You got the full Fu Manchu recommendation for Hell Yeah, the Walrus mustache recommendation for Pretty Damn Good. The Horseshoe for eh, not bad. And, of course, the Dreaded Hitler mustache for Burn This Movie in Hell. Tim, what would you give this film? <laughs> oh, this gets an Omar Sharif. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, yeah and and a lot of people did get wet in this film. So it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm the pretty sure one of those poker. cowboys in the underwater. underwater I, mustache, you really right? have to see if you haven't seen this film. So? At least look up if you if you don't want to see it. At least look up the water scene in this film in Top Secret. Oh yeah, guaranteed. It's on YouTube. Look yeah. it up because it is amazing. I've never seen it's gotta a, be on YouTube. Seen right? like yeah. that in any mo- movie, especially a comedy. Yeah, yeah. What you should probably do is that when you publish this podcast in twelve months, all right, I'll put it in the notes. Put a link to yeah, that look for thing it in the show YouTube. notes so it's like easy uh, around Christmas leave time. Your page and they can come right back uh, to your podcast. <laughs> I give this, uh, I'd give this a top tier walrus. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not the the greatest uh, kind of gaggy spoof movie. Gaggy, there's a lot of gagging going on. Uh, spoof movie I've I've ever seen, but it's it's funny. It it works. Uh, great, great casting. I like the idea of putting some of these actors like Sharif in, in these kind of weird positions and like weird situations. It makes it so much funnier. It totally landed for me. So I highly mm-hmm. recommend this. If you have not seen this film, I think you should go give it a watch. It's 90 minutes and I would say. Yeah. Probably at least lowballing it seventy five percent of the jokes land. <laughs> like that scene where the fucking Nazi is in the fucking office in the beginning, and he goes to answer the phone, and he walks all the way over to the phone from the far <laughs> side of the room, giant where the camera's right behind handle. the phone, and he picks up, and it's like fucking. Uh, there's long. a lot of visual gags like that. It's so good. It's another one of those films where you gotta kind of look in the background sometimes because some of the, some of the shit is just where the Val Kilmer they tell uh, they tell him that he needs to be in a in a suit and tie or whatever, like in a tux. Oh, yeah, and they're doing the fucking measurements right there. In the, and also the top 10 thing, I think Eric Clapton's. Yes. <laughs> Eric Clapton's yeah, like, he dude. was like number three on that top 10. And it's like slow mo man, something yeah. like that. And the next thing was because uh, Val Kim was supposed to have like the top three songs. And I think Who would have thought like Skeet, Skeet would eventually USA. be blown I'm just your like, loads. Skeet, Skeet. It makes Skeet. it even more funny. Because <laughs> guaranteed a lot of surfers are. <laughs> Yeah, then it ruins it. Yeah, that's why nobody says it's it funny anymore. until white people figure out what it means, and that's not funny anymore, right? Yeah. 
I was like so like I was like yeah, one just of like the first the white boys chis- to know what chisel by meant, and I was like it got ruined so quickly. That really fell hard. If you're really curious to see the, the worst uh, display of that, I would watch, I think, what was that, Gamefly or no, Game – it's a training video. Yeah, it, no, it wasn't GameStop. It was their rival. Oh, it, yeah. No, it was uh, GameStop, yeah. Something like that. Right? Was it GameStop? Was it EB it was or something like that? Fucking, it was one of those fucking – GameStop? It was one of the Sexa, ones that I'm sure GameStop bought. EB? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Oh, that. Yeah. Well, they did the whole thing with that white lady reporter going. Push shizzle. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much, Tim, for for being on the podcast. I had a jolly good time. We talked about a. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for I'm, not being three hours late. Yeah. I'm nothing but a, a – I can't even think of the word. That's how Inside much I'm not I was going to say yeah. – what's that the ter- something professional? Cos- cons- cos- cosmonaut professional. I'm a cosmonaut professional. Consistent. Cosmonaut. God damn it. I can't think of the word. Consonant. 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 You are fucked up. If I can person? pronounce that word and you can't, that's a space person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, the... that's a space. Go person, ahead and plug yes. the bloody bits. I know everybody already knows about it. Mm. Go ahead. That's a space Russian, I should say. Yes. Yay! Bloody bits. Uh, Bloodybits.com, Bloody bits slash uh, Patreon forward slash no. backslash whatever. If you if you can't figure out how to get to Patreon by now, we don't want your money. But uh, if you do want to give us money, I think with what, like $10, you get access to the blood bank with almost 6,500 movies, can request the movies, any They're movie that's pretty much been on the Bloody Pits. And it's helpful because podcast, some of those films, the grind especially bin, the Grind Bin films, man, have, they are is on the blood bank, find, right? Especially you know? a good copy of it. And uh, the Bloody Bits has, always has the best. Oh, yeah. Good copies, yes. That's one thing you got I got to give credit to Eddie is – if there is something on the blood bank that uh, because it's a plex service, so a lot of people when I say the blood bank, I don't think a lot of people understand what it is. It's a plex server. If you join, you get access to that. It's got all those movies on it. You can request, it, like I said before. But if there's something yeah, that's on it that's not a back, good a he's copy, a piece of shit. But I, I respect the shit out of him. He'll try to find a good copy. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. I think uh, if we were stuck on an island and it was you know you mm. and Eddie, I think I'd go down on Eddie first. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, I got no problem what? with that. Because then, guess what? Guess what? Guess what part I got? <laughs> Think about it. I have, getting double teamed by me. I have Eddie. a bad gag reflex, so be careful, man. I will shave your cock. You get in the calf and calf all at once. Bad, dude. <laughs> anyway, I hope you like that. It's, uh, yeah. Really, well, uh, Eddie's uh, going to be the one who worries. Had fucking on an island. <laughs> Oh shit! You really are a pussy magnet. Oh, cat is jumping on my back. Right, Did y'all, you just see y'all that? Had a good time. Until uh, next time, it's time we'll to check eat. Y'all later. Bye. Does anyone even say check y'all later anymore? <laughs>